ready for true happiness, for deep fulfillment, for feeling alive, on purpose, and in control of your life again, it's time to be the bold, brilliant, beautiful woman you were born to be. Welcome to the Purpose Girl Podcast. I'm women's happiness and life purpose expert, Karen Rockhunt, and I'm going to teach you how to live on purpose, feel alive, and be happy in every aspect of life. I'm going to get real about my life and interview women who are living on purpose so that you can finally live yours. Welcome to the show. Hello, 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 my purpose girls. So years ago, when I started advising high school girls, I had this image, this knowing, this desire deep down that one day I would create a movement, a movement for girls to feel empowered, for girls to feel what their own dream is, for girls to know who they are and love who they are, despite what society tells them. I just had in my mind, in my heart, that I'm going to create like a movement. And I could see it. I could see all these girls wearing the same t-shirt. I could see them getting together for different conferences. Like I could just see it so clearly in my mind. But it's like, how do you create a whole movement, right? Do you have an idea that you can see so clearly? You can see kind of this grand vision, but you don't even know where to start. And then you might even say to yourself, that's ridiculous. Who do you think you are to do such a thing? can I do as one person? Well, what we know is any movement that you see, any company you see, any organization, any phrase you see was created originally by one person or a group of a couple people. And so we know whatever the vision is in your own mind is possible because others have done it. And my guest today has created such a movement. And she is going to be the perfect person to really help us go deep into how do we create such movements? How do we get into philanthropy and into creating something that's unique? How do we really start spreading something that would be so positive to change the world? Because obviously that's what we're all here to do at Purpose Girl is to change the world one woman at a time. So with that, let me introduce you to my amazing, incredible just generous heart, beautiful soul, beautiful everything, guest Krista Kleiner. Krista Kleiner is a former Miss Philippines International and now a humanitarian and the founder of the One Heart Movement. After she saw firsthand Filipino nurses risking their lives on the front lines, she had a vision to offer nurses a global message of gratitude for their bravery and sacrifice during these difficult times. That's where the One Heart Movement was born. It's a global effort to rally community of love in support of our healthcare heroes who we all know have continued and do continue to fight on behalf of all of us. The hashtag One Heart Handoff campaign took the world by storm during the month of love, during February last year, and it's so cute. You're going to love going on their Instagram page and seeing everybody do the little hearts with their hands. It's like so cute and passing it on. It continues to gain momentum. It's had over 20 million hits on social media, all over TikTok, all over everything. Krista and the One Heart Movement continue to spread community love through initiatives like the World of Dance, the One Heart Forest. They do so much, whether it's around environmental issues, nurses battling COVID, racial injustices, mental health awareness month coming up in May, so much. Let me introduce you to Krista Kleiner. Krista, welcome to the Purpose Girl Podcast. 
No, Karen, thank you so much for that what really warm and kind introduction. I have goosebumps. And mm. to hear how you start the show, reminding people of your purpose in doing this and, um, and extending that out to inspire and uplift other women, uh, girls, uh, is really a special message that means a lot to me. I think our mm. world needs more of it. You know, you're right. Society has played a certain message, I feel, that has kind of undermined um, our, our power, our inner strength as women. Um, and it's really beautiful to see people like yourself stepping up to shine a light and lead the way, lead mm. with love, right, in the direction mm. that we should go to uh, that will make life better, not just for us women, but for the world, really. Our world needs more of the divine feminine energy oh. so uh, to balance out the masculine. And uh, thank you for all the work you do to create this platform and spread these messages that you do. Oh, sister, it's my honor. And obviously within three minutes, we're already best friends because now <laughs> we're going to start talking divine feminine and what the world needs now. Because I'm with you, Krista. I, I really believe, and it's not anti-masculine. It's just that the world has been out of balance, mm -hmm. right? That the world has really been, society has been run by a really a toxic masculinity for so long. Mm -hmm. And that what's needed is this leading with love. Mm -hmm. How do Absolutely. you describe leading with love? Uh, yeah, I think it first and foremost starts with ourselves, right? I realized before I could really be of help to other people um, and even have healthy relationships, mm. there was a lot of healing that I needed to do for myself um, and self-love work, right? And deprogramming um, things that I had been taught or messages that were in media or healing from traumas that we like, experience as children, you know, and, and different situations. And, and so I had to do a lot of work on myself. And as I've been through this process, which I think is an ever going process for all of us, but mm -hmm. it starts with awareness, right? And once we're aware, um, it also develops compassion for other people once we realize um, issues that we've picked up. Um, mm. And so that's where the, I think the, the real journey for me started where I was able to help others and be of service. Mm. I think I, I idealistically I had, it started when I was six, when I was in the Philippines where my mother's from mm. and I saw how starkly different life was for them compared to my our privileged life in the U.S., but specifically California and Orange County. I mean, it's very different than slums of Manila, you know, mm. where people are living in piles of trash and, and mm. bathing on the side of the road and children are begging for food. And when I got this perspective as a six-year-old, I remember turning to my mother saying, like, mom, what can we do? I want to help. How can we help? And yes. I had this very clear memory for turning around in a van. She looks at me and she goes, do well in life. And then you can help. And so to mm. me, success um, was not the end goal. It was a means to be able to do the real work yes. in the world. Um, and I don't think that's a message that's ever really emphasized in school. I just so happened to be fortunate enough to, I kind of get that um, as a young kid. Oh, my gosh. What an incredible story. It's so it's so beautiful and profound, right? I think that the messages that we get are really just do well, do well, 
to get your big house and to get your fancy purse or to get your whatever. And, and listen, I like nice things as much as the next person. So it's not about that. It's that the more we have, the more we can give. And that's half of all things, energy, time, financial resources. I mean, all of it. Love. Yeah. Yeah. And, and here you were the six year old Mm. and it was like, you just knew, right. You were basically already leading the one heart movement. You know, here you were one <laughs> beautiful little six-year-old heart going, how, how can I help? What can I do? And, you know, one of the things that I really talk about a lot in the Purpose Girl world and Purpose Girl podcast is we have this idea of like doing good or doing well mm-hmm. as if they're opposite and they're not, they're the same. Yep. Right. That we can do good by doing well and vice versa. Absolutely. I'll say like I've never I've done a lot of things um, throughout my life. I've had a lot of wonderful opportunities to do fun things like be on TV and host TV shows and act on shows and perform on shows and like go on a world tour with a famous like singer, like different things like this. And I'll say I've never felt more fulfilled and mm. happy than doing what I do now um, with the nonprofit and being and really dedicating my life to service. And there's a way mm. to mix our passions. Yes. It, but the yes. way I connect with people coming from that place is so different. So the relationships in my life are much richer. Mm-hmm. I like I just it's such a different energy that's come into my life since uh, there's so many great lessons I've learned, you know, like from other women, right? Like growing mm. up, I really looked up to Oprah and I saw how she was able to turn her traumas, like these like really traumatic events that she had no control over into her biggest asset, in my opinion, yes. the gift, yes. which was yes. her ability to connect with people and in, and, and, and being empathetic. And, and when you're able to connect with people you know, then it opens up dialogue for tough conversations and that those conversations lead to growth in individuals, in communities, in society. And mm. so I, I think that was one of my big lessons was I'm not a victim of the traumatic things that I've, I, you know, have, have been faced with. They're actually my gifts. It's the universe gifts to empower me to have the tools and my initiation so that I can have the impact and I can connect with people the way that I want to. Because without that, if we don't go through anything tough, how do we connect with people? How do we relate? And where is our inspiration going to come from? Right. Where's the wisdom? I mean, it's like, on the one hand, I would love to save my son, right? I've got an 18, 19-month-old now, and I would love to save him from ever having any difficulty in his life, of course. And I know that that's where a lot of the richness is going to come from, where a lot of the wisdom, where the the wealth, you know, is really going to come from is the turning his pain into purpose, you know, and I love what you're saying. The trauma is the gift. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just working with a group of clients in my Goddess Unleash program saying, instead of saying that you are are amazing or successful or here today, despite your previous circumstances. I want you to own it as I'm here because of those oh, circumstances. A hundred percent. Right? Bumps, but that's yeah. really the case. It's but really it's, the case. We have the power to shift how we view anything that happens in our lives. And 
And that's where I think where we we can take our power back. And instead of being, you know, victimized by things or whether it's COVID, a relationship, a work situation, family situation, whatever it is, we have the power to rewrite how that is in our mind. Mm-hmm. And in and by doing so, we can again, like it can be our our biggest catalyst for growth. Uh, you know, ultimately, if, if we don't have challenges, we just are stagnant. And so, um, I think that's a, a big lesson. I hope people can remember, so that there's no reason to fear anything happening if it's all working for us. Ah. Oh. Okay, can we all just put a little picture frame, underline, highlight, write it on a post-it, right? It's all (laughs) happening for us. It is, and I know it doesn't feel like it in the moment, right? So you're listening to this and you're like, oh, but I I was diagnosed with a certain illness or I have a loved one who was or whatever you're going through, it is all happening for us. And often we can see it after the fact, (laughs) but we do do all know. So, you know, Krista, to, to look at you, you're this gorgeous woman. You've been Miss Philippines, international, mm-hmm. acting, hosting shows, all that. How did you go from that to this deep message and deep purpose with one heart? You know, something that Oprah had said also, I just love her. Um, I'm obsessed. We spend, Thank you. <laughs> we spend most of our lives re-remembering who we are. Mm-hmm. So I mentioned that six-year-old moment Mm-hmm. Not because I'd like to say, like, I lived, you know, I was doing things for the world since I was six. <laughs> like, no way. Like, I went off course. I was a child. I, like, did all the things. But I realized coming back now that, whoa, this is full circle to a moment I had mm-hmm. when I was six. I didn't even remember it. A friend had to mm-hmm. help me remember it. Um, and so there were different moments where I, like, started to have shifts in growth, right? So, like, I did the thing where I was trying to f- pursue my passion and figure out what I wanted and have fun and get my freedom and all this stuff. Um, and then when I, I joined Miss Philippines um, after being on television and kind of leading that life, I when I won, all of a sudden I learned a great sense of responsibility. Like, whoa, I'm no longer representing myself. I'm representing a country of 110 million people. Mm. And I want to be my best to uplift how people will perceive this country and this nation of wonderful people. So that was one big shift moment for me, right? Like mm-hmm. not even like I, you know, learned to hide drinks and photos, like things <laughs> like that. Like you don't think about when you're right. You know, that you're just kind of, yeah. Yeah. When (laughs) you're just taking a little selfie at the bar on an Instagram or. Yeah. um, Right. This whole new level of responsibility. Yep. And then um, after that, I started to lend my voice to different nonprofits to speak Mm. um, for different campaigns, like HIV awareness in the Philippines, because they didn't, like, culturally wouldn't talk about even having sex before marriage. So, like, how Mm. do you overcome something when you can't talk about it? So, I would lend my voice to uncomfortable things. And, and then when I moved back to the U.S., same, I, I, I realized I didn't just want to take jobs. I didn't want to just take roles or host for different people. I, I really wanted, I got clear and I took time. And this, this was a big, like, big moment too, because most of us are just trying to survive mm-hmm. and, and get by and do the next thing. And I, I just pumped the brakes. I went through uh, a divorce, actually, that was really hard. And it, like, that really helped me rethink things but it was again a big the biggest gift because I then took the time to say you know what life is short and I want to do meaningful things with good people what Mm. are the things that I care about I had to ask myself like 
what are the communities that I care about? Okay, women, children, immigrants, like people underrepresented. Like I just like wrote them down. I said, okay, now if it doesn't fit within this realm, I'm not going to say yes to the job if it's not going to support it. And I'm going to start creating things that will help use that allow me to have a space to use my voice to serve these communities that I care about. And so then I started expanding from like just being an on-screen hired talent to then developing show ideas that would be mm. able to very much like yourself. Um, and then I found myself connected to the National Diversity Coalition. And because I knew that I wanted to serve, it was aligned with what I wanted because I took the time to figure it out. I offered myself to be of service. Well, you know, and they ended up asking me to be an ambassador and co um host a segment on a show on, on Spectrum. And so like I was getting more and more into um, an intentional path of how I used my voice. Yes. Eventually when COVID happened, I was sitting on my couch and I saw the special and the nurses and the, like the crazy trauma that they were going through. And I thought, what am I doing sitting on the couch right now? Like, I need to do something. I need to do more. Like, wow, these people are literally putting themselves and their families on the line every day. And we're like, what are we going to watch on Netflix today? Right. Like, I, like right. I need to do something. So I felt a call, mm. a call to action. Like many people, I'm not alone. Um, and then I realized I had my own vision um, and with the help of other people. And I initially wanted to do it under one of the nonprofits I served. And then a friend, I think you have your own vision. Let's let's find a lawyer, like you know, in the nonprofit space, I can advise. And eventually, I got the support to create my own. And part of it was because out of frustration, actually, mm. I weren't moving fast enough for me. I was like, totally get it. Yeah, <laughs> like come on, we got it. Yes, yeah, like we we have no time to waste. Time right. is of the essence. Um, and you know, like when we feel frustrated. I think like it's a realization, instead of being frustrated, see it as an opportunity. There's room for something new, whether it's a That's new right. technology or a new product. Like how come you don't have something that does this? So very There's much a desire there. Yeah, There's exactly. A craving, yes. So yeah. I felt this societal like gap of, mm. of something. And so then I just stepped up and I just started doing the work and definitely not by myself. One of the, like the, reason why I've been able to get as much traction uh, we have with the One Heart Movement is by collaborating, this collaborative mm -hmm. spirit. We don't have to do anything alone. I know America is a very individualistic society, but the power really comes in community and teaming up with people. And we started working with old friends and like mentors, people who believed in me, people who I trusted with varying backgrounds and put together a board, you know, um, of people that I could turn to, to help me with all the things that aren't my strengths. Mm -hmm. And admitting Incredible. that, um, I think is a big part of being a good leader, right? Like knowing our strengths, knowing our weaknesses, and then building the team that can support it. And really, how like our mission is to foster unity and well-being through the power mm -hmm. of community love. And I've been told many times, like, Krista, that's not specific enough, you know? <laughs> and like, well, I, like, it was very intentional because I want to have something that can uh, continuously evolve to support different groups and different people as, as I see, like, there's a need to, or there's mm -hmm. an opening for me to do so. There's way too many, like, silent like, challenges in the world, I think, and for me personally, to just narrow it down to one, I want to be ever evolving. I want to be open to anything that makes sense. And oh, sorry, it doesn't fit my mission of doing this. Yeah. One. 
And here's the thing. People tell us all the time, it has to be this way. Obviously, it doesn't because <laughs> you're out there and you're doing it right. And it get, it's you're fulfilling a need that people are really connected to. There's so much in your story, Krista, that I want to kind of break apart for everyone who's listening to this. You know, the first piece is that stepping back. And I had the same experience. I got divorced at 26. And that was my moment of like, who am I really? What do I want? What am I all about? Mm-hmm. And so I so appreciate you taking that traumatic, difficult, painful thing and really using it for purpose, because I think that that's what the opportunity really is. And I think this happened a lot with COVID, right? Like you said, there was another pivotal moment for you. I'm sitting on the couch. What am I doing? And (laughs) I feel like that's really been a theme. I get a lot of messages about that. Like, oh, during this time, it's been stepping back because we didn't have anything in school that ever taught us, here's how you figure out your purpose or here's what you want, right? And so stepping back and saying, "What what are the causes I'm really passionate about? What really matters to me? Mm -hmm. And then I love this other message of you can create what doesn't exist, Mm -hmm. right? Like I'm like you, I always wanted to be Oprah. (laughs) And when I was growing up, if you weren't on channel four, seven or two, you know, it wasn't going to work. But now we can create right with podcasting and with YouTube and we really can create the gap that we find out there. We can fill it. And you're like, that's what I'm going to do. And so I think it's a really powerful lesson for people to harness if you're frustrated with something out there, it's not getting done quick enough or you don't see it, it means that it's yours. It's like that's mm-hmm. the universe saying, please take this, go yes, do this thing, run right? With it. Run <laughs> with it. You're the one to fill the void, right? Like you are the one that you've been waiting for. Yeah. And then this last piece, and I want to kind of dive into each of these, is the collaboration mm-hmm. and how that supported you and continues to support you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I, I appreciate you breaking it, you know, it down that way. And I guess I would even add to that removing self-limiting beliefs. Mm. That was part when I say deprogramming, that was part mm-hmm. of it for me. I thought I was too old to pursue music at 17. How ridiculous is that? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, I'm like, well, Brittany did it at 16 or 15. You know what I mean? And I'm like, I'm 18 right. or 19. I'm too old. Oh, no. I'm like, I just realized how funny that is that like the expectations that we, we have wherever they come from. And, um, you know, we're not too old, you know, we're, uh, we're not too anything. We no. just have to decide what we want to do and do it. Like yes. we can, we can, and it's just figuring out how do we do it? Right. Like let's ask ourselves <sighs> better questions. I read this in this Tony Robbins book. When oh I my gosh. Unlimited power. It was, if you're not getting what you want, ask yourself better questions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like, Similarly whoa. said, this is how I've heard that one said before too, by David Cooperwriter, who's a professor at Case Western Reserve University. If you want a different answer, ask a different question. Yeah. And the right. same idea, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of going, why is this happening to me? Well, what can I do differently? Or yes. what can I do to shift to like, or to make it happen? Or any you know, right. but yeah, when you talk about collaboration, uh, again, the mission we have is fostering unity and well-being through the power of community love. And that's like a big part of it. I see that we have many challenges in the world, but if there was one thing that I think could be a catalyst to improving everything across Mm -hmm. the board, it's us coming together. Mm. Because if we can come together and focus um, rather than on our differences but celebrate the differences it's okay we're all different that's fine totally you don't want to all be the same that we what a boring world that would be <laughs> um 
But if we um, celebrate our differences and uh, come together, remembering that we're on the same team, team humanity, we're on the same planet, <laughs> like we're all going to get affected by things, um, then we can start to have conversations that are productive rather than butting heads like really young kids. Like we should be past this as like, at a certain point like in our, um, <laughs> our older years, right? And then whether it's the environment or gender or racial injustice or like all these things across the board, we can start to have more productive conversations. Mm. And so I thought, well, if we could do things that would on the back end remind us of, of our commonalities and like unite us, then we'll be more effective. And then the well-being part, well, if we're not well, how can we help others? So it's like be keeping in mind, like if there's an opportunity to help people be well, remember this, like hurt people, hurt people, mm-hmm. heal mm-hmm. people, heal people. So 100%. part of like that, keeping that in mind is we will empower, like not only help those people be well, but then we will create other people that will go out in the world to do good and help others at the same time. Yes. It's, it's this ripple effect, exactly. right? Like I said at the beginning of the show, you'll hear me say at the end of the show, changing the world one woman at a time, because when we choose, right? And it's all choice. When we're choosing our mindset, we're choosing our actions, we're choosing purpose, we're choosing love, we're choosing all of it. We then start to shift and then everyone around us shifts, right? And it like creates this ripple effect. And so you're really bringing people together for a number of different initiatives. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's interesting how it's unfolded. Again, I just set an intention of wanting to do good for the (laughs) things that matter. And I didn't really know, but then things started to come. Of course, it started with the nurses, healthcare workers at the time. And um, early last year, that to me felt the most important to do. But it quickly grew. Um, You know, I realized the mental health issues. I, I came to find out that every 40 seconds, someone is lost to suicide. That was before COVID. Mm. And of course, mental health has been seriously exasperated since. And, and then I was introduced to this project that Deepak Chopra and the Chopra Foundation were a part of, uh, a film directed by Michelle Pascal um, that um, is about suicide prevention and recovery, just talking about it and showing someone going through it and how to get past it. I mean, is Imagine not only does the person lose their life, but their whole family is affected, their friends. And if it's so taboo that people don't talk about it, how can those people ever heal? So right. I loved that. And I said, oh, my gosh, that's one of those moments where like, I had no plan to get involved in a mental health you know, suicide project. But we jumped on to support it because it made sense. It felt mm-hmm. right. And it's part yes. of the woman, one of our biggest gifts that has been totally like, I think, undermined <laughs> is our intuition. Yes. Um, Say it, sister. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I actually I took martial arts and my, one of my coaches had said, you know, like that is what's gifted to women to survive. And think about it even on a physical level. A man, it's typically bigger and mm-hmm. in height, in size. And if we were to just become face to face, say in the street with the man, like we don't stand a chance physically. Um, but we get this intuition beforehand because that's our our mm. way, like to protect ourselves, right? And yes. So, but society will say, you know, or even young people who don't know better say will say oh you're crazy or what are you talking about when we have this gut feeling and we've learned to shut it off yes i think we need to like connect to that absolutely i mean that's really where our genius lies right i mean because we have been taught to just follow the mind and be neck up and whatever your mind thinks and 
when you're out there, and I've had this a million times in my life where my head says one thing, but my whole body is saying another, mm-hmm. every time you listen to your body, yes, it works out. Mm-hmm. It's like your intuition, you have the deep knowing and you have it. And typically when you have an intuition to do something and it sounds crazy, that's typically the thing that you really should go do. Because- yeah, 100%. And I've been on the side where I did not listen to that. Many, right. Many totally. In relationships and they just got so bad. And it's like, if you don't listen to the, the light signs or you don't see the light signs, it's like the signs will get harder and harder. Whether it's for me, example, like getting out of a relationship, right? I might mm-hmm. see signs like, hmm, I don't know about that. And that's probably going to be an issue. Like, Oh, but I want to make it work. And and mm-hmm. so like my head chooses to stay in it. And then like the relationship doesn't end until something catastrophic happens. And I realized, well, because well, I wasn't listening to the signs. So it needed to get that bad. So if we get better at listening to our intuition, it'll save us from a lot of hurt. Mm. Um, it's actually how I got into this work is I had the intuition from the very first day of my corporate life. Like the minute I graduated college and went to work for a job and I showed up at my beige cubicle. I was like, not for me, but I didn't know what it was. And I kept having this just intuition. I'm here for purpose. I'm here for purpose. Very long story short, as I figured out, I wanted to empower girls and women and like create a women's movement, too afraid to leave corporate. Right. Mm -hmm. And, but the signs kept coming until one day I was robbed at gunpoint. Oh, wow. And it was when there was a gun to my head that I went, I'm going to die and never pursue that dream. Right. And so it's like, we get the intuition and then some, you don't want to wait for the catastrophic thing to happen. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Right. And, the, and it will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Until we finally listen to get us on the right path. Again, the, they're right. working for us. Right. Yes. Like yes. Yeah. Putting us, trying to get us back on track. Like, and, yes. Yeah. And when we talk about feminine leadership, we are talking about honoring that intuition as divine wisdom. I mean, for there are many cultures that honor intuition way above the mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, indeed. And and I'm glad that people seem to be experiencing a sort of awakening. I think that was mm-hmm. the gift of COVID was it slowed us down enough to like, you know, it forced us to stop and slow down to reassess ourselves, our relationships, our work, how we spend our time, like all these things. Um, and so it's really an opportunity for us to reset if we so choose it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it would be wasted not to. And, and here, you know, you and I are like on this path. And and I'm just trying to like, I've been doing my best to stay in that space of, okay, I know my intention. I know the things I care about. I know I want to make a really, uh, the biggest positive impact I can with my time here. And that's led us from the, the mental health space to launching a forest initiative, a global forest planting initiative. Mm. Um, and I'm trying to find like with limited time, if time is our most precious commodity, I think think like working smarter. Right. And so I thought, well, environment is a huge issue. Like climate change is real like the subways are flooding in new york they were having tornadoes like breaking records um it's just insane what's going on in the world and um the fires and so i thought well i want to have an impact there and i know i don't know it but i can talk to people who do and do the research and learn more and partner with people who have been in this space i also know that i i want to have like person-to-person impact like really Mm. like helping on an individual space. And so what we're able to do, for example, is one thing I learned the biggest environmental challenge or one of is to make people feel connected to their environment. 
So I thought, well, why don't we connect it to something more relatable? Why don't we connect it to human connection? And I said, mm. well, let's set a goal of planting trees on behalf of every life lost to COVID. Ah. And that, like, set off this rippling effect that led to someone, uh, a company donating 115,000 trees on behalf of every healthcare worker lost in the world. Cherokee oh. medical uniforms. I thank them so much. Um, one of our um, uh, donors, Ragu Kalambi, is on our board, donated 44,000 trees on behalf of every child that lost a parent in the U.S. to COVID and every healthcare mm. worker lost in the U.S. And, and so on, right? And so we're just trying things different. Like, I know schools are taking out our classes, which breaks my heart mm. um, because I think it's affecting our mental health the mental health of our children and, and all of us. But also I think the, the solutions we need to our biggest challenges need to have creativity, right? We need to think creatively to yeah. have like better impact. Yeah. Same thing as you want a different question. We have to think differently in order to solve these problems. Exactly. So yeah. how do we help empower women, educate children, empower children, and help our environment so what we did is we partnered uh, with someone to plant a forest in Tanzania. And obviously planting forests on a big scale helps the whole world. If you see like the Amazon, for example. Um, so what we did is we have a 90% female workforce planting a forest of now over 300,000 trees um, in Tanzania. Wow. So we're empowering the women there. And then we have green school programs for their children to attend, to learn about it, to be able to sustain um, the forest and, and the environment, um, you know, so providing sustainable livelihoods, planting fruit trees, so they also have the fruit to eat and to sell. So there's ways that we can have such layers of impact in things. If we just like you know, creatively think about it. Yes. And I think that's, again, a gift of women is this creativity and our emotional connection to like think deeper beyond, yes. um, you know, this surface level of money and transactions and like heady things. And yes. the world is is lucky to have women. Like we need this balance. And so now is our time to shine. We just need to step up into what we're supposed <sighs> to be doing. Preach, sister. Preach, preach. <laughs> This is so incredible. For someone who's listening to this, can you even break down like how, how they're going, okay, but how, right? Like, <laughs> how did you get, we know that all these trees were donated. How did you do that workforce? How, break this down so people can go, okay, wait, I could do this. So I, I, I just thought of how do I get this to resonate with people? How do I get other people to feel connected to it? Mm. Um, you know, and a lot of people have been trying to do things for the environment, but again, learning that this was an issue, um, I, I, I set the vision, right? I, I, I just gave something, uh, for example, like let's plan a goal on behalf of live loss. And I would give like, specific proposals to people. Like, would you donate 4,000 trees for every child who, uh, for every healthcare worker that lost was lost in the U.S.? Would you plant 40,000 trees on behalf of every child who lost a parent in the U.S.? Mm. And when you connect it with something like, you know, like, it's not just- Yes, a, of course. Yeah, or like, will you plant on behalf of every healthcare worker? So um, that was an approach that I took, was how Love do I it. get to that? Um, I partnered with people. I partnered with a tree planting company that was established, that people mm. would feel safe and secure with, that had done the research. I'm not trying to do too much. Right, I'm like, is Krista going to Tanzania and getting it all set up? No, you're finding the groups on the ground. Mm -hmm. And it's the beauty of the internet. Like you can find, like connect with people all around the world without leaving your house. I built this whole nonprofit from my parents' dining table. <laughs> 
Like, is that what you're sitting right now? <laughs> like, like, like I'm, I'm sitting at it right now, yeah. you know? So it's like, it. we don't need an office. We don't need anything fancy. Like it's the willpower and like putting yes. in the time and the work and collaborating with people um, and getting creative um, to, you know, so that's how we started. And I just like, it's just been putting the time. Like I'll, I'll work easily 12, 14 hour days sometimes. Um, but because I'm doing it with people I care about, Mm. Um, and good people. And it feels good. It doesn't feel like work. Like I'm inspired. Yeah. I'm excited. You know, I mix in doing phone calls while walking around the lake. So I get some nature and sun, which is very important, you know? Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. And these things and it's just being persistent too, right? Mm -hmm. It's like the hardest mm -hmm. part is getting the first few. And once you get the first few people to do it, then other people start to feel more comfortable, you know? And, and um, so persistency is, is really important as well. Yeah, you know, we are going you are going to hear some no's, right? Of course. Although I can't who doesn't want to donate a tree for a child who's lost a parent, but it's like as you're thinking about, you know, just in the frame of creating a movement, getting any project started, there will be no's, there will be rejection, there will be and that this is one of the reasons I love purpose. There's a million reasons, but one of them is it really helps you to have that persistence because it's it's not even about you, right? Like, no, this is about our environment. This is about something, something so much bigger. bigger than ourselves yes. is a better driving force than, yeah, what I say is um, things started to shift for me when I stopped, I went from thinking of me to we. Mm. And mm -hmm. I stopped asking, what can the world do for me? But I started asking, mm -hmm. what can I do for the world? Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, like, that's empowered me and gave me more energy to work harder and longer than anything that was just for myself. Right. Isn't that amazing? I mean, this is like, and again, it's like why I love purpose so much. It is about something beyond ourselves. And then we also can, you know, kind of like get over ourselves. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. it's like get over all the, all the, the talk that's in our head and get over uh, any of the kind of like small things. And it's like, wait, I'm doing something that's really important here mm -hmm. and that really matters. Absolutely. That actually really helped me get over my my own insecurities and these mm. beliefs I had. I found it hard harder to do for myself, but easier to do it when I was doing it for something sure. larger than myself. And yeah. everyone's different, you know? We just have to figure out what works for us. Yeah, and what we love and what we're passionate about. And one of the things I love about what you're doing, Krista, is you're like, I'm not just going to choose the environment, right? You've created a space, you're doing it in a way where, no, the nonprofit is about unity, right? Unity coming together in, in love, in connection. And then we're going to then, we can work with multiple different organizations. Because I think a lot of times people get stuck in that, right? Like, but I love this, but I love that, but I'm passionate about this, but I'm passionate about that. Mm -hmm. And so it's finding, like, creating a theme, if you will, or a platform that can then go off in different directions. Yeah. And some people prefer one thing and that's totally sure. fine. But for those who have different passions, there's a way to bridge them. Mm. And I think, you know, um, that's you know, where I've taken more time to build the life that I want that's most fulfilling for me would be to do different things and work with different communities. And we have the ability, you know, to do that. And our, our goal now, like, again, thinking bigger always is to not just have the forest of Tanzania, but to plant forests around the world and to mm. make a beautiful gesture that people around the world teamed up to plant forests around the world for the world, not just for their town, not just right. for their state or their country, but for others. And they had global impact 
you know, because each tree offsets a certain amount of carbon. It creates a certain mm-hmm. amount of oxygen, work hours for those who plant it um, and reforesting. But um, it's having the local impact. And if we could just like this beautiful gesture to the world, you know, like teaming up, that's what I thought. Like, I don't want to put my name on the forest and other people can do that. Like, people can, like they can order trees and say, this is the Krista forest, or, <laughs> whatever company forest. So what I propose to people is like, sure, you could do that. But what's a more powerful story? This company mm. or this person like has their name on a forest or a bunch of people and companies or an organization from around the world teamed up to plant millions of trees around the world for the world. And they, and they calling it, you know, one heart forest because mm-hmm. we all one heart and like yeah. we're part of the same team. Like to me, that will not only have the impact of the forest environmentally and the local community, but it's again, sending a message to the world that we're part of the same team and getting us on track for other things that we could do together. Yes. Team humanity. Hashtag. (laughs) I love it. Someone listening, though, might be like, okay, but she was Miss Philippines. She had, you know what I mean? Like, she already was an actress. She already had all this going on. What is she? You know, because to me, I'm, I'm watching you and witnessing you, Krista, and you're so poised and so eloquent and so deep right you have like this depth that is just incredibly beautiful and you've clearly done the personal work but i know someone might be like okay but i'm not her right i Mm -hmm. i don't have i've never had a crown although i want you all to go buy a crown that's an absolute require every every single woman needs a crown i have six okay we i have six Amazon, twenty bucks. I had to give mine back, by the way. So, <laughs> well, just go Amazon, twenty dollars. Every woman must have a crown, yes. right? And so, you know, someone who's listening, even to hear, Krista had insecurities too. What were some of your insecurities coming in here, just so people get a sense? Oh, again, that I was too old to do certain things. Um, that maybe like I had had this prime moment when I was younger with Miss Philippines at twenty. You know, but you know when things. You I peaked. Yes. Oh God! I, I, I if actually, we peak at twenty, we're screwed. Well, you know, and you know what? I actually, put the idea in my head was one of my best, like my high school best friend. We were like we're no longer friends, sadly. Like you know, and that's okay. People drift apart, and they grow different. And I had to learn to let go. But she had actually put that. Well, you just peaked early, and I and I started to think, this is it. Like it's not mm. going to. I had to create boundaries and I had to let that relationship, that friendship go, realizing it was coming from her own, you know, insecurities and just whatever. And it's fine. I have complete love and compassion for it, but it wasn't healthy for me. And once I started to create healthy boundaries for myself, which is something I needed to learn um, because of some childhood traumatic things that, you know, affected that, then I started to like, well, no, I can choose to like, that didn't peak. That was my warm up. You know what I mean? Yes. <gasps> okay, again, okay, y'all know I like to put a little picture frame around around things. That wasn't my peak. That was my warm-up. <laughs> Krista, that's genius. Oh, yes. thank you. And it was just, again, reframing it in my mind. Mm-hmm. But people in society will say things that we don't even realize are affecting Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Awareness um, to reset. And so, I mean, insecurities I had, I mean, after my divorce, I, I just like my world crumbled. I went from, you know, living a very luxurious lifestyle to um, having zero dollars in my bank account, 
having to borrow money from my parents for legal fees. Like it wasn't, it wasn't pretty. Mm. Um, I went from like, you know, feeling like I was in all these nice places and traveling to like being back into my high school bedroom with my parents, you know, like very humbling moments. Very, yeah. You know, like, but it was good. I needed to be humbled. And I realized mm. if I wanted what, okay, one thing I always asked since I was a kid, it's just funny why I would ask it as a kid, but help me be the best that I could be so that I can um, have the most impact I possibly can. What is it? Oh, yeah. And, um, and you would I, say that prayer as a child? Yeah, I would say this prayer as a child. And then I fell off of it for a little bit, but again, reconnected to who I was. And I realized if I didn't have all these tough experiences, mm. how could I relate to anyone to be of help to anyone? Mm-hmm. And I needed right. to get knocked down. And so I, this insecurity of um, what am I doing? Like I'm not keeping up to the pace that I was when I was younger. Like it's okay. Again, like it was my biggest gift, just like COVID, like it forced me to take a step back, slow down, reassess where I wanted to put my energy. And mm-hmm. instead of just doing the work and keeping busy, like busy work, like, oh, I'm busy, so I'm doing good things or no, like, yeah, it worked for me in the sense I got to know myself on a deeper level. And now my life is so much more rich and fulfilled mm-hmm. at that time. Totally. Um, and so we don't need to live on anyone else's clock. We don't need to be married by a certain age. We don't need to have a house by a certain age. Like F off to anyone who like tells you like the rules, like make your own rules. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, like I have a client who she contacted me when she was, I think, 60 already. And she's like, but aren't I too old for this purpose stuff? And I was like, no, are you, you know, is today your last day on earth? Because even yeah. if so, you're not too old for it. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, I love to look at it that whatever age we are is exactly the age that we're meant to, to really Mm -hmm. be living that purpose now because of all everything we've been talking about, all those years of wisdom, Mm -hmm. every experience has led up to it, right? 100%. Your parents must be so proud of you now and doing (laughs) it from their dining room. I love it. It's really cute, you know, and I, and I tell that that's always another thing, like insecure, like, oh, I need to like be back in my own place to feel like an adult, blah, blah, blah. Like who's that? Like, you know, in the end, I thought, what's the one thing I'm going to regret when one day, like, my parents pass, you know, and they're older, and it's like that I didn't spend enough time with them. And I also mm. I want to grow, and I want to build something. And I, I realized my pattern was to get really busy and not see them as much as I would like. I was living overseas for six years, for example. And I thought, you know, what's the way that I can combine the two? And my mom had invited me um, to – she asked me to stay to help out with the house. You know, my parents are getting older and different health issues. And I said, you know what, like, this is a gift to be able to have the chance to spend more time with them because I might yeah. always have this this chance. And so, again, anything that we feel like we're bound to, um, I encourage people just to take a look at it and realize, like, who gave you that idea? Mm-hmm. And is it an ego or a pride thing? Or what is it that's keeping, you know, like feeling bound to that? And yes. if it didn't matter what other people thought, because it doesn't, you know, like what feels truest to our core and mm. then deciding from there. Mm-hmm. And that feels truest goes back to that intuition, that feminine gift, that power that we do have as a woman. When it when it is in alignment, you will feel it. And when it's not, you feel it as well. Mm-hmm. Krista, I could talk to you forever <laughs> and ever and ever. <laughs> and <laughs> you're like, so I'm like, so blown away and so incredible. You know, I'm sure you probably hear from a lot of young people, right? Yeah. That you inspire. What do you hear? You know, 
I'm, I'm getting more into doing work now like, um, to involve children. Yeah. And mm. so what we're doing with the One Heart Forest, uh, we're proposing to cities to adopt um, a, a community cityscape program for children where we would gift tree kits to students and um, give a curriculum for different grade levels to teach them and then have them take this tree kit home and grow it and have the older kids when they're ready have an opportunity to plant them in the city, for example. Um, it's important because children are more open-minded, right? And, and there's an avenue there to, to connect and a lasting impact. But it's very similar to, I think, uh, what you've shared with me. We, all, we have our inner child, all of us, no matter how mm-hmm. old we get, is these insecurities, right? And, and the doubt and, um, and feeling like the world is so big and there's so many big issues. And like, how can we possibly, you know make it. How can I make an impact? Who am I? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and so that's why I think things like what you're doing um, with the podcast and and purpose and your message to empower other people to know that they can make a difference. Think about this. When you go into a room of people who are like, and you shine your light and you're happy and enjoy, and you smile at someone, for example, is like that can have a huge impact on that person's life. Imagine if mm-hmm. someone is like feeling really down. Like so, even just these small things, you don't need to have a company to do to smile at someone or to say right. hello or to listen to someone mm-hmm. or to encourage someone. But that can really make all the difference in that person's life. Yes, on yes. That day, or even on a bigger scale, to someone who's considering taking their own life, for example. Right. Or like you don't know that person that you smiled at, what they're going through that day, and that that smile may be the very thing. Mm-hmm. And I think if we can keep that in mind, that we really then know that each one of us can live purpose and is living purpose every day. You know, I always call it the Oprah complex because of my similar obsession with Oprah. Um, <laughs> how could that, you not be, right? How could you not be, right? Like, and she, I used to feel like when I was like, oh, I have this, I want to empower women, blah, blah, blah. I would think, but I'm not Oprah. And I would think if I'm not going to be as big as Oprah, then there's no point. Mm-hmm. And I realized that that is a myth that people put around purpose. If it's not big and huge, mm-hmm. if I'm not creating forests all over the world, then it's not enough. Mm. And it's like, oh, no, 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 no. We start with one tree. Mm-hmm. We start with one one page of a book. You yeah. know, let's not, let's just start with the one word. Let's start with the one page. Start, Yeah, we start, all of us can smile. All of us can yeah. say something nice to someone every day. It starts there. The One Heart Movement started um, with me going to hospitals, just showing up um, mm. with, um, to say thank you to nurses when they came mm. in and out of their shift. Mm. Anybody can do that. You know? Yes. You just show up and say thank you, expressing gratitude. And I would have nurses cry. I went there on Valentine's Day and I showed up with balloons and flowers and just like to say thank you, happy Valentine's Day, thank you oh, for your I time. love it. And some people cry like thank you. We didn't even know that people like remembered us or thought of us. And, and like just to know that empowered them to then like feel better to go off and save lives. Right? Like we – like. Right. Because you gave them, it's like you fueled them back up, Mm -hmm. right? They felt seen, they felt appreciated. Now they're more full to be able the next day to go serve and to keep serving day after Mm -hmm. day. Mm -hmm. What a a beautiful moment. Thank you, Krista, for sharing that. I'm so glad you did because that is something any of us can do. Healthcare workers are still in massive 
overworking trauma, you know, situation. So then they haven't even had time to process the past no. few years, right? So it'll be an ongoing thing that we haven't seen the effects to. But we think about this and anyone in our lives, you know, and even with ourselves to just mm. show ourselves love can fill us back up to do more good. And, and, um, and so I think that's a big lesson is, again, it's self-limiting beliefs. Remove them. Like, you know, we don't have to jump to one thing, baby steps, right? We mm -hmm. all start somewhere. And it's just if we take the time and we believe and we're persistent and we do the work and we team up with people, we understand we are always going to be students of life. We don't know everything and we never will. And we just come up with open heart, with good intention and willing to put in the time and effort. The world will surprise us <laughs> continuously. Oh, yes. <laughs> In incredible ways. In the best ways. Just gifts on gifts of life and people and opportunity. We just have to step up and be open. You said it, sister. Can't say it any better. You said it. Yeah. All right, Krista. <laughs> I There's something I love to do with all my guests. It's called a Purpose Power Play Round. I'm just going to ask you a couple of random questions and whatever's the first thing that comes to your mind is the correct answer. Okay. Okay. Let's do it. All right, let's do it. Best book that everyone must read. Ooh, I love uh, The Path Made Clear by Oprah. Mm. Mm -hmm. It's a really special book. She has um, curated a bunch of bits of wisdom from uh, many people that she knows and has interviewed wow. into one book. And it's beautiful, actually. It give you a coffee table book. It's not a hard read. Each page will have a message from someone else. Some of them are short quotes. Some of them are maybe two pages, you know, like a, a story. But she's condensed all this wisdom that she's collected into a book that will help us find our path and, and make it clear. Mm, that's beautiful. I don't have that book. I'm going to have to go check it out. I love it. <laughs> All right, five years from now, where are we going to see you? Oh, well, five years from now, I like to have force all over the world, mm. <laughs> um, helping communities all over the world, being able to visit them, and um, and I think like just really connected with different people, doing great things, and hopefully empowering a lot of people all over the place to be stepping up into their purpose as you are. Well, no doubt, because that's exactly what you're already doing. <laughs> it's just going to be multiplied and accelerated. <laughs> and all of that, all of that. All right, my last question for you. What's one thing you want every woman to know? Yes, you can. Mm. Yes, you can to everything. Yes, you can put boundaries to bad people, get out of bad situations, make your life better, pursue that dream, make it happen, have what you want. Yes, you can. There you have it, everyone. Yes, you can. It's that simple <laughs> and that profound. Krista, you have been such a pleasure to have on the Purpose Girl podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Karen. Thank you so much for um, pursuing your purpose and creating the show, doing the work and, and um, helping you I give a platform to myself and many others to share and mm -hmm. to connect with other people out there. Um, you are leading the way with love. Thank you. And um, and I hope to connect, you know, with you more in the future and the audience, you know, we're at the oneheartmovement.org. We have our social media there and, and we invite you to be part of our One Heart family. We all are already, but we'd mm -hmm. love to, to stay in touch and, and figure out ways that we could team up to make the world a better place. 
I would love to. You got to my next question, which is going to be where people can find you. <laughs> they have an incredible campaign where everyone makes their little heart with their hands. I'm doing it right now. So if you're not driving and you can make a little heart with your hands, uh, there's an incredible campaign that you definitely want to check out and you can be part of. It's the One Heart Handoff. And again, simple ways to be part of coming together in this unity and this love. And Krista, to me, you are pure heart. Yeah. Like You just emanate love. You emanate that heart. And thank you for bringing the world together all of you out there, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to this episode of the Purpose Girl Podcast. If you loved it as much as we love doing it, go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen, leave your five-star review and one sentence. That is how I get incredible guests like Krista. Your five-star reviews make us top-rated all over the world so that more and more and more women can find the Purpose Girl Podcast and truly step into their power and into their purpose. Of course, join the Purpose Girls Facebook group. If you have not yet, what are you waiting for? We are 4,500 women strong, empowering each other every single day. Find me over on Instagram at Karen Rockind. And of course, share this episode with every woman you know. With that, my loves, may you live purposefully. May you love yourself and may you love life. Bye for now.